0: Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you all here today on this, what on the fourth Sunday of Easter, fifth Sunday of Easter, sorry. Um, and uh, I promise I won't, uh, I won't curse us like I did last week when I made the joke about white stuff falling from the sky and then it did. So I'm not going to say that again because um, I don't want to do that again. Uh, do we have any announcements? <laughs> Go for it.
2: Okay. Good morning, guys. Uh, The luncheon, our next luncheon, is going to be, it's always going to be the fourth Wednesday of the month. So it will be May 24th at 1130, and we're working out the location. Details will be coming. Pretty sure we've got a spot, but we're working on it. And our last play day is this Friday. The kids will be coming over between 2 and 4. We're hoping that we might be able to plant some flowers out in the front urns, and then they're gonna be making the little flower pots for their moms too. So if you have any free time, and uh, you'd like to see the circus that goes on here on a Friday afternoon, <laughs> just come on down. And then um, we're looking to have a rummage sale in August, and we'd like to see if we can maybe get some people together to kind of form a committee to oversee it, and the Work and Play Cafe is going to be using the Fellowship Hall on in May, I believe it's May 21st and 22nd, mm-hmm. for their rummage sale. So you're more than welcome to stop by then. And I think that's
3: all.
1: The pots by the back side door back here, if you have uh, an attachment to them, Please pick it up and put it in front of your own house because I plan on getting some new pots to go out there One of them is just a total mess. So if you're attached to it pick it up and take it home. I'm going to replace them
0: Have you got that?
4: I've I've been remiss the last few weeks updating the attendance so I got on board so I guess the important thing is remember to sign in. Sometimes I end up doing the attendance from memory because I know so-and-so was there, but they didn't sign in, so. And the attendance pads are at the end of each pew. And if you're a visitor, we won't you know, bug you a lot. Just make sure you sign your name so we can keep in touch. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Anybody else? Anything else for the good of the cause? Going once, twice, sold. Awesome. That's some of the fun, the business, the work, ministry, things we do around here. If you ever have a question about any of it, please don't hesitate to reach out to me or the person who is talking about it. We are always happy to share and look for ways to include you in what we do, uh, because we want to make sure everyone is always feeling warm and welcome in our space and in the work and ministry we do here. I'm going to turn things over now to our praise band. You're going to need to get your green hymnal. It's the thin green one that says worship and song. If there isn't one right in front of you, there should be one close to you. Um, And 3176, correct? Correct. So take it away.
2: like it. He's got this little iPad and it's bigger print. I, I, don't, I don't need to struggle to see what the words are. I'm Barb. I'm going to be your liturgist for today. And uh, if you will join me in the opening prayer. Good Shepherd, you call us by name and we know your voice. Open the gate for us that we may come and go freely, have life, and have it abundantly. Amen.
0: Church, our God has prepared a table before us and our cup overflows. So let us give generously from our commonwealth as a way of praising God and giving to those in need through our time, our talents, and our prayers. would please rise as you are able and join in singing our doxology number 95 in the red hymnal. Generous God, you have anointed us and we are yours. Bless these tithes and offerings that they may become green pastures and still waters for any and all who need your comfort and restoration. Amen. It is now a time for all of God's children. You may be seated. I uh, just want to remind you that you are all God's children. So everyone is invited to come and hang out. Um, but if any of our, do any of our children want to come hang out? Thinking about it? Maybe? Maybe? Okay. It's hard to compete with coloring books. I get it. Hi! How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, you see what's in the cup. All right. So, we've been talking about Jesus resurrecting and I want to read you a story. Is that okay? Can I read you guys a story? I want to show you the pictures first. See, there's all these people, and they're standing up and they're looking up in the sky. Okay? So I'm going to tell you what happened. All right? So after Jesus died and resurrected, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus appeared to all his followers. He told them not to be afraid. He taught them everything he wanted them to remember about God. Then the followers would be ready to go and teach other people about God's love. Jesus blessed them all, and as he was blessing them, Jesus was taken up into heaven. And the followers worshiped Jesus and were filled with joy. So that's why they're looking up. Jesus was down here with them, and then he was giving them blessings, and as that happened, he rose up into the sky and disappeared. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, do you, think, do you think you could do a repeat after me prayer? If I say something, you say it back to me? Want to try? Yeah, okay. Dear God, thank you for sending us Jesus. Amen guys rocking me high fives okay thank you for coming and hanging out can they have okay go ahead and pick out a sucker awesome thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me okay I appreciate it go go have some fun with the crafts and stuff all right and you don't have to be a kid to get one of the suckers you just got to come up just saying. All right, if the rest of you would please join together with me in the prayer that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, As we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, if you would rise as you are able for our next hymn number 139, Praise to the Lord the Almighty, and we are doing verses 1 through 4. seated at this time we lift before God the things that weigh upon our hearts and our minds as well as those that give us cause for great joy do we have any joys and concerns we would like to lift up aloud this morning
2: go ahead Fonda
4: This past week, I lost a very dear friend who used to be a neighbor of ours in his subdivision. So I ask that you support the family of Jim Swingle and his
2: wife, Marty. Thank you. And an update on Jean. She is going to be coming home this Thursday she has been making progress she saw the surgeon last week and she has a different type of a cast like a removable one now on her leg the incision looks good she is walking more with the walker so um, Dan and I will be helping her get settled in the house Uh, I'm sure it's going to be different with Len uh, now because he, I think he's been munching away uh, on certain foods and every time he and Dan go to visit Jean He comes home with some kind of takeout so Don't know how that'll set so but anyway Jean is coming home. She is doing she is doing better She has really good frame of mind and is looking forward to hopefully getting back to semi-normal
1: Uh, Just an update on Leon. He is um, home, but going to dialysis three times a week. Um, I'm asking prayers for me because I'm the caregiver and I'm feeling in the brunt right now. He's getting a little more grumpy, so I think that's a good sign. I don't know for sure, but I kind of feel like it is. So prayers are welcome for both of us, but especially for Laurel.
0: Have any others? Okay. If you would turn in your hymnals to number 177, the red hymnals, He is Lord as our invitation to prayer. You would please join me now in an attitude of prayer shepherding god in a dangerous world let us hear your voice and come and go through your gates we pray for the whole church that we may be devoted to your word and to universal fellowship being generous to all who have need we pray for the earth for green pastures and still waters, that we may restore them to the goodness and purity that they had at the time you created them. We pray for the people of the world, their nations and leaders, that your wisdom and peace may govern all so that no one will live in fear. We pray for all those in need, for those in want, those ill, and those dying, that we may be the banquet that you set before them as we anoint them, feed them, and comfort them in your name. We especially lift up Jean and Leon as they continue to heal, as well as Laurel and Lynn, who will be working very hard to help them in their healing. We also lift up the family of Jim Swingle, who has gone on to glory, where you have called him home. We ask that you would please be with his family, loved ones, and friends, and neighbors in their time of mourning. Help them to know there is no right way to mourn. We all do it in our own time and in our own ways. May your Holy Spirit surround them and comfort them. We pray for ourselves, our families, and those we love. May no one live in fear. May all dwell in your presence. Blessed are you, great shepherd, who through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit gives us goodness and mercy, leads us down right paths, and restores our souls. Amen. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Loving God, we pray that your Holy Spirit will strengthen us to be devoted to the teachings of your word, that through it we may hear your voice and follow it into eternal life. Amen. I'd like to ask you now if you would please direct your attention Uh, up front for a presentation of special music.
2: Mother-daughter duet, eh? Woohoo! Okay, get serious, Barb. Um, our first scripture reading for this morning is coming from First Peter, chapter two, verses nineteen through twenty-five. If you are looking in the pew Bible, it would be pages twelve oh one and twelve oh two. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you In his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed for you were like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the Shepherd and overseer of your souls this is the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God and our next hymn is number one seventy four in the red hemnal. His name is wonderful. And you can just rest. You can stay seated. It's a dreary day just staying twice. Huh? Twice. Twice through? Okay, twice through.
0: Our second scripture reading for this morning can be found on page 1079 in the Bibles in the pews. We are in the second chapter of the book of Acts, looking at verses 42 through 47. This section of text is often headed with the words the fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Awesome God, open our eyes to the opportunities all around us to bless our neighbors and each other. Help us to hear and see where you are calling us in this world. Give us the courage to step outside our comfort zones and into a space of trust in you that we might have a greater impact in our community and in our world. May the Holy Spirit burn in our hearts and help us to do everything good in your name and with the kind of love and grace you give to all of us. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, hello again to you all, including those of you joining us remotely across the internet. Thank you for joining us and participating in our worship service this morning. Please always remember that each and every single one of you is a blessing to this world, a beloved child of an all-loving God, and a cherished sibling in Jesus Christ. You are always loved forever and unconditionally. Today we are again working in our sermon series, Building Blocks, that goes from Easter Sunday through Pentecost Sunday, also known as the Great 50 Days. As we journey through this series, we're going to continue to examine some of the stories from the early church that will will hopefully help to to teach us about several fundamentals of faith. The scripture selections taken from the Revised Common Lectionary for these seven weeks will include many stories that you might expect, including the story of Thomas the first week and the story of the road to Emmaus from last week. But also included are going to be some stories that we might not be quite as familiar with such as when Paul goes and preaches in the Arapagus, which was an outdoor space located in the northwest of the Acropolis in Athens, Greece. And why that's significant is because it's a place where the rulers of Athens would, would hold trials. They would engage in debates. They would discuss important matters. And by him preaching in that space, it says a lot about, or it will say, rather, a lot about, what he was saying, and to who he was saying it to, and how he claimed that space. Now, as I mentioned last week, some of these stories will actually take place chronologically after Pentecost. But they're arranged in this order as the season of Easter builds towards the events that we will be celebrating together on Pentecost Sunday at the end of May. Now, one of the questions that we're going to continue working through together as we go Is what commitments are foundational to our Christian identity as Christians we claim beliefs in what we cannot see we experience the resurrected Christ we learn to share in community as Christians we also ask questions as we grow in faith we draw connections for those with other beliefs we draw strength from shared prayer we have come to value all people as part of the body of Christ. Today we're going to focus our time and attention on the story I just read to you from the book of Acts about the fellowship of believers and our message titled Living in Community. This gentle passage of scripture, the conclusion of the second chapter of Acts, it sounds almost like the end of a fairy tale, in a way. The thousands of people baptized on the day of Pentecost were devoted to one another. There were wonders and signs that were being done. And they all lived happily ever after, under the teaching of the apostles, sharing everything they had with each other, praying and breaking bread together. Seriously, if you were to craft A scripture-related or adjacent fairy tale, would you not include some of these same things, same points, same pieces? I admit it's no Hans Christian Andersen. However, if you've ever read any of the original versions of some of what he wrote, it might be better that there is little common between them. Some of the original fairy tales are very dark. Anyway, so in modern times, it's not uncommon for preachers to unpack these verses by, by trying to find a way out of them. But that was a different time, we might say, and, and the believers thought Jesus was coming back very soon, like very, very soon. They didn't need to plan for retirement by adding to a 401k or, or pay some expensive prescription medication plan or, or even save for outrageous college tuition. You see, a lot of preachers, myself included at times, we, we fear that asking for more from church members will move them to give less or simply to move elsewhere. Yet there are church essentials in this passage that we would not want to overlook. Can we find the middle ground on which we honor God's call to the early church in a way that, that stretches each other without alienating each other? You know, these early Christians, they had devoted themselves to learning more about Jesus and to being in fellowship together. And they didn't do this passively either. It was intentional. It was a primary focus of their time and their energy. And they broke bread together, which most likely means having meals together as well as sharing the sacrament, the practice of Holy Communion. They also prayed together and lived together. Perhaps we can faithfully go along with verse 44 and the idea that they had all things in common. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Quite literal. But this section of text could also be interpreted and understood referring to the church itself, cared for and held in trust by the congregation and the community of faith. Now up to this point, we really really haven't had any real issues as we navigate this text. But then, then in verse 45, we hit the rough water, the rough water of a more radical notion. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Now, we don't need to be proponents of the prosperity gospel to find this idea uncomfortable. And let's be honest, we should never, 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 ever be proponents of the prosperity gospel. Like, never. Period. If you're not familiar with the prosperity gospel, it essentially boils down to a religious belief among some Protestant Christians that financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them, and that faith, positive speech, and donations to religious causes will increase one's material wealth. Material and especially financial success are seen as a sign of divine favor. The prosperity gospel is often what you will hear preached by many televangelists, and I admit it is a theological view that I struggle to contain my anger over at times. This belief tells people that they will be more blessed, more loved, more rewarded by God, by giving more and more to a specific religious organization or group, depending on who is preaching it. And it also then teaches people who are not well off financially that they are in their situation because God makes it that way because they have not given enough. This kind of theology flies in the face of everything that Jesus taught and unfortunately has been used to harm people, to take advantage of people and to pervert the true message of the gospel, a message about God's love and grace for all creation. I apologize, as you can probably tell, I have a serious problem with the prosperity gospel and those who teach and preach it. But as I was saying, we don't need to be proponents of the prosperity gospel to find this idea outlined in verse 45 one that could be uncomfortable. The believers at that time gathered together in Jerusalem expecting Christ's imminent return. And now, some 2,000 years after Jesus, we have built systems that that almost equally rely on his indefinite absence. Systems centered on constructed gathering places intended to last for decades, if not centuries, and beyond. Meanwhile, the world continues to change around us, and the church as an institution is in a season of reformation, whether we like it or not. For many congregations, the buildings that we have constructed are underused or, in far too many cases, they are impossible to maintain as our human numbers dwindle. Now, some churches have responded to this new era proactively. There is a story of the Arlington Presbyterian Church in Arlington, Virginia, What happened there was that the members of the church gathered together and they assessed their situation, their location, and then also the needs of the wider community around them, specifically in this instance for affordable housing. And after they considered several possibilities, they chose to sell their land at below market value to the Arlington partnership for affordable housing. The church building was razzed, making way for 173 affordable apartments. What they held in common, they sold and distributed for the good of all. They now share a space with a Methodist congregation, and the Arlington Presbyterian Church continues to advocate for the rest of the neighborhood and the surrounding community. They're building... Is gone but their congregation is not now I'm not saying that every church should do this same thing it doesn't always make sense there's no cookie cutter formula to what we do the success of this particular church's efforts would not have come to full fruition or at least would not have been nearly as likely to come to full fruition if there had not been an organization like the Arlington partnership for affordable housing with which to work. And it may have been challenging to follow through, had there not been another church in this case, a Methodist church, with which to partner and share their space. But it did all come together and it had an amazing impact in their community because people were willing to work together to step outside their normal comfort zones, to take a leap of faith. Again, this is not always the best or only way to bless a community and work to meet the needs of the community. In this instance, what they did was what their community needed. There are churches who provide their space for community usage that helps provide a space for things to happen in their communities. What the Arlington Presbyterian Church did especially well in making their decision on what they felt called to do was that they assessed their situation and their location. They took the time and looked at the needs of the wider community, community all around them, They spent time in discernment and prayer, working to hear and see where and how God was calling them. That is what I believe is key to being able to successfully bless a community, listening and working towards the things that can have a lasting impact. In some places that's affordable housing. In others, it's access to fresh and healthy food options. In other places, it's access to clean water. We all know that story of Flint way, way too well. I once heard another pastor say something that has really stuck with me for quite a long time. He said sometimes we need to be willing to give up a gift in order to receive an even greater gift from God. Those gifts may not be financial or anything in that realm. To be honest, most times those gifts are the opportunities to share the good news with others through love, mercy, and grace. They are opportunities to show that we love our neighbors, to meet them where they are, to really hear what their needs are, and then to do our best in responding with what God has given us, and sometimes, yes, taking a leap of faith with maybe what is not yet in front of us, but what we believe God is going to put in front of us. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 133, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. children of God and siblings of the resurrected Lord devote yourself to the teachings of the gospel to your prayers and our Christian fellowship day by day for they will lead you to a glad and generous heart and now may the God who calls us by name lead you out to green pastures and lead you into the safety of Christ's fold amen